It is Monday, October the 19th, 2020. Uh, breaking news, everybody. Uh, Joe Biden is going to cancel Christmas. I don't know if you heard that, but huge news. What kind of desperate fool makes a claim like that? Oh, right, it was the president. Great. Uh, none of that and so much more on episode number 42. The Maurice Samuel Vaughn episode. It was hard not to love Mo Vaughn back in the day. The guy made no qualms about absolutely loving uh, the fucking foxy lady and the variety of strippers employed there. Personally, I never really saw a problem with it, even after he flipped his truck and failed eight sobriety tests. He just loves strippers. Can't really blame him for that. You know? All right. Uh, It's complaints and observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave Lapointe? Welcome to the uh, the echo chamber here. Um, you get ready to be bored and annoyed at the shitty sound quality. You know, honestly, it's really fucking terrible. I can't. Why I bother to go back and listen? Uh, I have no clue because it just makes me fucking frustrated that it still sounds like shit. I don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> fuck. Uh, again, I enjoy making the show, but if it sounds like shit, what the fuck is the point? And I got a good show today, too, and I'm, I'm already fucking frustrated. It's 9.30. I'm recording a bit early. Uh, my mother is coming to visit today, so I, I have to be completed before she arrives. Otherwise, I will be interrupted 8,000 times. No offense, Mom. Ma. Anyways, let's get into it. Like I said, I have what I think is a good show today, so I'm going to I'm going to plow through this crap, and then um, yeah. Uh, hope you had a, a an excellent weekend. Uh, mine was just fine. Drank entirely too much on Saturday, and then did very little yesterday. Sounds about right. Uh, the good news is that there were sports aplenty to fill the dreadful void that typically occupies my life. Um, baseball, Dodgers, Rays, World Series should be good or a complete and total fucking bore. There's going to be no gray area with this thing. It's either going to be good or it's going to be atrocious. It could very well be uh, the test case for uh, changes that baseball needs to make to get people to actually give a fuck. I'm, I'm not sure which it's going to be. Tampa is a dreadfully boring team to watch. I find the way that they play, I mean, look, they're taking advantage of the rules and they're doing what they need to do to win on a payroll of basically nothing. So good on them. 
but it's terrible. It's horribly unentertaining. And, uh, you know, nobody should really like that, but people do. So what can, what can you do? I'm very curious to see how the ratings turn out with this. I mean, the Dodgers being there is a boost. I, w- I had the Braves. I, I, I made a bet on the Braves a long time ago before the restart. Start of the season, I should say. Uh, to win the whole thing, and they lost. So I'm not pleased. Uh, the number one pound-for-pound pound fighter on the planet. Planet? Planet. On the planet, Vladimir Lomachenko stunk up the joint in a dull fight, lost rightfully. Um, two gentlemen whose first name I can't pronounce, his last name is Lopez. Very good fighter. Unified uh, lightweight champ. Congratulations. It, it was a boring fight. Uh, Lomachenko with a headbutt in, in the last round. Dirty as all fuck. Says a lot about his maturity. Because, you know, he was uh, crowned. Before he even won a belt, he was crowned as the next big thing. Which was odd. But he's a really good fighter. Quick as a fucking cat. That dude is fast. But he did nothing. He seemed slow. Saturday night. I don't know what it was. Can't figure it out. Um, I don't really want to talk about the Patriots because there really isn't a ton to say. There are a lot of excuses or reasons why they played the way that they played. I'm going to talk about it anyway, just because it's my show. Uh, I really think that not having practice for the last two weeks really hurt them. Now, you saw the way that Tennessee played when they came back and played Buffalo. Um, You know, I think that was a matter of the fact that Tennessee did have practices. They just weren't supposed to. Whereas the Patriots didn't. And one of their Rona cases uh, was the, the, the quarterback. So that didn't help. But in this case, I don't really think it was the quarterback's fault. I, you know, the line was a little beat up, but he still had plenty of time to throw the football. He just, these guys couldn't get open. I've never seen anything like this. Uh, what do receivers have? Uh, like four catches? James White had a bunch of catches, and tight end had a few catches. The problem is they don't have a fucking tight end. When Ryan Izzo was your tight end, you don't have a tight end. The thing that I will never get over, though, Josh McDaniels is a terrible play caller. Terrible. You can't convince me otherwise. He should have realized, especially coming out of halftime, that their receivers weren't getting open. So instead of making adjustments like he did late in the fourth quarter when he started running all this fucking trick bullshit, but that's what was working. Julian Edelman throwing passes was working. It worked twice. You should probably keep trying crap like that. You've got a bevy of that nonsense in your playbook. Run it. Dropping back and trying to find receivers isn't working. I I mean, Newton should have ran the ball more than seven times. 
as much as I don't want to see him running, it was it worked. Let him keep running. Trick plays, whatever. Keep keep running that shit to catch the terrible Denver defense off guard. The thing of it is, look, Denver's defense isn't that great. Very young secondary, and for whatever reason, these guys could not get open. And that's what killed them. A couple of turnovers here didn't didn't help. Uh, Izzo's fumble really hurt. But on the flip side, the defense played very good. They held them to six field goals. You can't you can't expect a defense to come in, hold a team to six field goals and lose. Plus, you can't expect a you know a, a field goal kicker who's a good kicker. He's no, like, Justin Tucker, but he's close. But he made six field goals. Um, You know, I think it was three that were within 40 yards, one that was 40-something yards, and then two 50-plus. You expect a guy to miss one out of six. Having said that, let's go back to the offensive coordinator who stinks. He stunk when Brady was here, and he got bailed out by by Tom Brady multiple times. It's weird to see some situations like, so the the two-point conversion that he went for, he's got two receivers on the field. Receivers have not been getting open all game, yet what does he do? He fucking has Cam do a five-step drop and look for a receiver. They're not getting open. What makes you think that they're going to get open on a two-point conversion? No fucking way. Stupid fucking call. Honestly, they should have just handed the ball off or just done a quarterback draw. That would have been perfect. But no, you know, they should have used James White more. He should have got fucking 10 catches. I think he got eight. He should have had fucking 16 because he was open constantly. Just the lack of being able to fucking adjust didn't make any fucking sense to me. I don't get it. It was frustrating. Frustrating to watch. I'm happy with the defense. I really am. I can't... I mean, could they have been a little bit better? Maybe. But, I mean... They they were out there for close to 33 minutes, and they held them to six field goals. I, I don't see how that's a problem. The problem, I lost every football bet this weekend, all of them, every single one that I made, lost them all. The Patriots in my survivor pool. And it would have been a, a, a train wreck weekend if I didn't hit a couple of soccer bets. One soccer bet that I didn't hit that I am perfectly fine with, I had West Ham winning in over three goals in a parlay. They didn't win. They tied 3-3. However... What West Ham did yesterday is stuff of legends. Feel free to fast forward the next five to six minutes if you're an ignorant, soccer-hating mush. If you're still here, thank you. If you're an American fringe soccer fan and you went to ESPN.com's 
soccer page, all you'd see from yesterday is that Tottenham blew that game. Now, in fairness, they did. But that's what Spurs have done for the last 50 years, and hence the term, that's so Spursy. But fuck them. Their manager, he's Portuguese, I love the guy. Very interesting character. Jose Mourinho. Fantastic guy. However, I fucking hate him. It's weird. Weird thing. I, I shouldn't say I hate him. I really don't. I'm indifferent. I think, you know, he, he hasn't he hasn't won shit since he was at Chelsea, which was three jobs ago. So, you know, obviously there's something weird, but taught him a ton of talent. But he made a huge mistake uh, when he took out Son. Should have left him in because that kid is, he, I think, is the second best player in the Premier League, right behind Kevin De Bruyne. I would give you his first name, but I can never pronounce it correctly, so his last name is Son. He's Korean. Terrific player. Outstanding. Took him off. Shouldn't have took him off. They should not have changed the way that they were playing, but they they sat back and it killed him. West Ham's down 3-0, 10 minutes to go in the game, and they make a comeback. It was amazing and clinical. Uh, the pace that, that West Ham showed after halftime was evident. And credit to David Moyes for getting Mikel Antonio to run ragged on the left side of the Spurs defense, which I really think come late in the game had a lot to do with the way that the Spurs played defense. West Ham should have scored a goal right after halftime, but somehow uh, Pablo Fernandes put a fucking header in row Z from about three feet away. Nothing much, a lot of back and forth, no real pressure. You know, a couple of chances here and there. Spurs had a chance uh, late, um, or later, I should say, but fast forward to the 81st minute. Free kick on the right from Aaron Cresswell. And a great header in uh, from Balbuena. Now, a couple minutes later, Vladimir Kufal, the newest Czech player, right back, who, honestly, he's been in because Ryan Fredericks has been hurt, but he should be the starter. Thank you very much. He turned across into a Davison Sanchez own goal. Sure, it was an own goal. However, if Sanchez doesn't get his head on that ball, Jared Bowen's just sitting there waiting to punch that in, so it would have been 3-2 anyway. The killer, though, the fourth minute of the four-minute extra time in what is going to be... It's going to be the goal of the year, easily, and we're only... Seven, seven matches, six matches into the season. Another right side free kick from Cresswell. Harry, Harry Kane heads it out, tries to clear it. Harry Winks come over, tips it out 30 yards in front of the net. Manuel Z Lanzini, Manuel Zini, Manuel Lanzini put a ball in the top right corner that was simply magical. Magical. It was fucking unbelievable. 
It was an all-time goal. Suddenly this team is playing top 10 football. I can't fucking figure them out. This is like the hard part of their schedule, and they've managed to actually get points out of this. They had no right to be in the game. None. Because they lost it in the first 15 minutes. First 15 minutes, it's 3-0. They're down. Forget it. It's over. They played inspired for the entire second half, and the first goal really gave them life. Spurs had a chance to close it. Gareth Bale, triumphant return to Tottenham, pushed the ball to the right, wide open net. His middle name is Frank. He's Welsh. Gareth Frank Bale. What is that? Who who gives somebody a middle name Frank? <laughs> I found that odd. Frank. Um... Here's a good golfer, though. But it was awesome. I've watched the goal like a thousand times. Can't get enough. Also can't get enough of the fucking phone going off. Oh, which reminds me. I got a new phone. I had to get a new phone. The the old phone. The uh, The Pixel 2. The Google Pixel 2. Uh, shit the bed. Poor thing. I was really hoping to drag that out for an extended period of time. But it started, it get to like 25% uh, battery life and then just die. Just shut off. So, went with the Google Pixel 4. What a good deal. I had some like Verizon credit. Um, but I just bought it outright, so, yeah, that's, that's shit you needed to hear, right? But, dude, dude, what? Like, I'm talking to one person. I mean, I really am talking to one person, but whatever. Lanzini's goal is fucking amazing. Even if you don't like soccer and you saw that, you're gonna say, holy fuck. Incredible goal. Manuel Lanzini. Poor kid has been hurt. He hasn't been hurt, I shouldn't say that. He got hurt before the World Cup, during World Cup practice. And he was well on his way to playing World Cup football for Argentina. It's massive. Well on his way. Fucking blew out his knee. ACL. Done for a year. Hasn't been the same since. Has played a couple times. Hasn't played a league game yet. Comes in in, I think, the 70th minute yesterday. And absolutely... Just the best fucking goal I've seen in a long time. It was fun. Like, they're playing very well. It sort of makes up for the fact that uh, you have to deal with how fucking awful they are on a regular basis. And But when they play well, it, the feeling is great. So, my they I think they have Man City next and then Liverpool. But, I mean, this fucking stretch of games, like, this was supposed to keep them down. They were supposed to be in, in the bottom three right now, and they're not. They're eighth in the league, which is fucking fantastic. If they didn't lose the first two games, if they got at least a point out of one of those two games, they'd be... Ugh, it's just, it's crazy. And it, it makes me think... The problem is, though, they're so thin depth-wise that if they lose one player, they're fucked. 
So they need to stay healthy. It'll be a minor miracle if they do. Anyways, here's a commercial. Okay. Hope you enjoyed that commercial. I don't know what it was, but hope you... Fuck, I can't talk. I can talk. I can carry a note or a tune in my pocket. Anyways, it's Monday, so it's time for three gripes. Gripe number one. Prescription drugs. I had a gripe a couple weeks back, or last week, I don't remember. No, a couple weeks. uh, About cold medicine and how it's a fucking scam. Prescription drugs I don't think are a scam per se. But, uh, we're the only country on the planet that uh, treats medicine the way that we do, where you have fucking commercials for it, as if somebody with cancer is going to be watching it and be like, oh, maybe you should try that. I mean, that's exactly what could happen, but why do you want to fucking put somebody through that? Why on earth do you need to advertise your drugs? You already have a bevy of fucking salespeople going into doctor's offices trying to pitch this crap. So do you really need uh, to advertise as well? I guess you do. Marketing budgets for pharmaceutical companies will scare you if you have any fucking sort of conscious or soul. I am very pro uh, Medicare for all. But as we are a politically agnostic program, that's not going to be discussed here. However, the other day, watching a a television program of some kind, a commercial comes on for a a type 1 diabetes medicine. No, type 2, sorry. A type 2 diabetes drug. I really wish I could remember the name. See if I can find it. Um, but I was aghast. Um, oh, damn it. Oh, my goodness. I shouldn't have done this. Oh, that's not good. Oh, it's even worse than I thought. Oh, my God. All right. I think it was this one called Jardiance. J-A-R-D-I-A-N-C-E. I think... I think that's what it was. Jardiance. Yeah. It was Jardians. Anyways, as I'm watching this, you know, and it's the standard. Managing type 2 diabetes? You're on it. Stay I don't even know if you can hear it, but it's a bunch of people in a community garden. But could your medication do more to lower your heart risk? 
Yeah. Oh, it's for heart disease too. So type two diabetes and heart disease. You know, and it's like, listen. if you could have heard that you probably can't it was a one minute commercial it's a woman in a community garden walking around a lot of nodding and smiling uh there was a car accident and a bucket of fucking fruit and vegetables falls off the back of a truck and she takes it in stride and then you get 30 seconds of the one minute commercial talking about side effects now here's what caught my ear okay it says that a potentially life-threatening infection could occur if you take this to your perineum. I'm not sure if you're aware of what the perineum is, so I will enlighten you. And you will know, you can tell your friends about the show today and say, look, two things. One it sounds like crap. Two, I learned something today that the perineum is that space between your scrotum and your asshole. That's the fucking furnace. I don't know if you can hear that, but that's the furnace kicking on. Uh, the furnace from probably 1948. Let's get back to the perineum, shall we? It's the space between... Uh, your scrotum or your vulva, if you happen to be a woman listening to this program, and your asshole. Not a lot of room there, but enough. You can develop fucking gangrene because of this drug in that fucking space. Now, look, there are a ton of drugs for type 2 diabetes and heart disease a ton what makes this company think that this drug that has a side effect of flesh-eating bacteria in that space is a benefit for fucking anyone and that's my biggest problem with this shit why would you release it? If look, if three people out of out of a hundred in your fucking test group gets this thing, you know what? Shut it down. Shut it the fuck down. Scrap that drug. Find something else. Find something else. And I don't care if it says rare or light or or, or uh, a few occurrences. One occurrence is too many to have a flesh-eating bacteria near your asshole. Am I wrong? No. I am 1,000% correct. The last thing I want to do is get a drug from my doctor to take care of my type 2 diabetes and then have to go back, oh, man, 
You know that space, uh, you know, next to my balls, right near my asshole? Oh, boy, there's something going on there. No, thank you. Just uh, one of the 10,000 reasons why medicine in this country is a fucking disaster. Is shit like that. And the happy-go-lucky fucking uh, fruit salesperson talking about her type 2 or her heart disease, but leaving out the fact that she's currently fighting a, a, a life-threatening battle next to her vulva. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. I really hope you could have heard that commercial. I doubt it. Probably didn't come through, but... What can you do? Okay. Gripe number two. Comcast. Or Xfinity. Whatever fucking bullshit name they want to uh, to talk about. Now, this has been a long-running saga with Comcast in the new Broadcast Palace, okay? We moved in here on the 26th. Probably last week of August, I scheduled an appointment for the 25th of September for Comcast to come and set up the cable. Uh, I needed them to, like, move a couple wires around, uh, you know, set shit up, make sure it's working properly. And I was willing to pay the 60 bucks. For them to come and do it. 25th rolls around. No Comcast. Well this starts. A fucking chain of events. That. Is typical of this company. I hate them. And if you're listening to this program. And you have Comcast. You probably hate them too. How. A company can be so bad. Is beyond me. First first of all, they're a fucking monopoly. You're not going to tell me otherwise. When I have two choices, or I think it's four choices for an ISP right now in this town. Four. Uh, One is like, no, two are satellite providers. Which is, uh, you know, the cost is through the roof and the quality is dog shit. Uh, then there's Verizon, whose quality is also dog shit, because if you don't have Verizon Fios, it's dog shit. Standard, regular Verizon is not good. It's essentially dialogue. And then the fourth is Comcast, which the speed of their internet is faster than anybody else, unless you're Fios, but Fios is very, uh, limited. Only in a handful of towns. And my new town is not one of them. So I'm, I'm stuck with these fucking assholes. So anyways, my wife calls on the 25th. Comcast is saying that we didn't have an appointment, even though there are literally six emails from Comcast to my wife saying, hey, you've got an appointment on the 25th. And the person that she was speaking to, just for whatever reason, didn't believe her. My guess is that they realized they fucked up. 
and didn't want to admit it, which is probably more accurate. Well, then they tell her, okay, well, you have to go to a store and pick up your new equipment because, of course, the equipment that we had in the previous town doesn't work with the new town, so we needed new equipment for some weird fucking reason. So she goes, gets the new stuff, brings it home. All right, so now I'm thinking, all right, we're okay. Well, I still needed a tech to come out and take care of a couple of things. So now I'm like chatting with Comcast and I'm I'm trying to uh, get that scheduled. And the person I'm talking to via the uh, the chat is just, you know, this person isn't useless. I can't say that because they're fucking, they're on the other side of the planet. It's not their fault. I can't blame them. Just trying to fucking feed their family probably. So whatever. I'm not going to get mad at him or her. I don't even know. So I'm like, look, uh, tell, can you tell me when my contract is up? And I just wanted to verify because I know it's like February. I'm aware. He says to me, oh, it's uh, September 26, 2022. And I'm like, you, what the fuck? Well, turns out when my wife went to pick up the new equipment, the shit stain that she was dealing with said to her, hey, you're going to get a text message. Just say yes. All right. So she gets the text message, clicks yes, didn't bother to read it, and I don't blame her for it. You listening to this fucking uh, snake oil salesman who is allegedly trying to help you tell you to, to click yes. Okay, makes sense. Well, turns out clicking yes signed her up, us up, for a new two-year contract. Well, (laughs) I mean, it's just astonishing to me. I mean, that is, one, they should be fucking thrown in jail for for tactics like that. Two, now I'm allegedly stuck with a fucking two-year agreement. So she's like, well, that's not true, that I didn't want that, yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, we'll take a look at it, and what happens? A day later, it comes back and says, well, your review has been rejected. God fucking damn it. I finally get on the phone with somebody the next day, which was uh, sometime last week, and say, look, there's no way that what she did is legal. There's no fucking way that, that I want that. And after a lot of hemming and hawing with this person that I spoke to on the telephone, they agreed, okay, yeah, that's we'll, we'll put it back to a no contract plan, which I'm still getting fucked because it's like an extra 80 bucks a month, but it, it gets me out of the two-year agreement. So there's no um, you know, early term fee or anything like that. And of course, what happens the next day? The fucking cable starts to fuck up all kinds of problems i'm not getting a bunch of channels now i have to call them again to come out and fix another fucking problem the point of the fucking story the long ass fucking story is aside from fuck comcast what happened to decency in business business ethics and i said the same fucking thing the other day with lowe's It's like, what the fuck are we doing? 
Why do we, as fucking human beings, feel the need to treat people like such fucking shit these days? I just don't fucking get it. I don't understand it. Comcast doesn't give one flying fuck about the people that are giving them way too much money every single fucking month. They don't fucking care. They literally don't care. Don't give me any of this fucking sappy bullshit about, oh, we're you know doing more for your neighborhood and this, that. You're not doing fucking shit. The only thing you're doing is taking my money every fucking month, laughing at me, and telling me to fucking fuck off, essentially. Now I have to, I gotta dump the cable. I gotta keep the internet, but I gotta dump cable. I gotta stream something. You know, a buddy of mine's telling me he's got a fucking black box. He can get this and that for free. It's like, yeah, God, you know, I got, my wife is technologically slow. Uh, my mother-in-law lives here now. And like, you know, I, I don't know if she'd be able to get like a, the fucking black box set up or anything like that. So I gotta figure out an alternative, but. That whole whiny-ass gripe was basically just me telling everybody how much I fucking hate Comcast, which is nothing new. God, fuck that shit. I finally got all my shit back from my previous employer. Uh, They mailed it to me. Because apparently... Uh, they were afraid of uh, getting the rotor from somebody who doesn't have it. Uh, it took, you know, close to six months to get my shit back. Whatever. Most of it, I end up throwing it away. Just just bad memories. Anyways, the point of the story is I got my water bottle, which I'm very happy to have. My branded water bottle that I've covered the brand with a sticker. Uh, I ordered some coffee from Treehouse. First cup, not happy. <laughs> it, just, it smells terrible. It doesn't taste much better. And I'm kind of disappointed, <laughs> to be blunt. So I'm going to try multiple brewing methods. They don't sell it ground. I had to fucking go out and buy a grinder because my other grinder broke. Blah, 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 blah. Treehouse, the house blend. Treehouse coffee. All their, you know, beers that have coffee in it are all terrific. This thing, <clears throat> I don't know what the deal was. I mean, that house blend does not, yeah, it doesn't taste or smell like what the fucking thing said. So, I don't know. Got to figure something out. Anywho, got off track there. Gripe number three. Uh, people who have found God or Jesus or whomever, uh, late in life, and then feel the need to fucking uh, tell you about it all the time. Let me start by saying, faith is a good thing to have in small doses. I'm not an atheist, per se. I'm agnostic, where, you know, I have a... Uh, I have a, a little bit of a belief that there's something more than, than us out there. I don't know what it is, and I'm not 100% certain by any means. However, 
Faith, for some people, is incredibly valuable. And it helps them immensely. And I have no qualms about that. In fact, I'm happy for you. I'm very happy for you. But that's where my involvement ends. Like, that's where it should stop. Um, too many people that I have come to know over the course of my life love to tell me or love to have told me about their love for Jesus, for God, or for whomever. And I can't, for the life of me, figure out why. Are you trying to get me to see the same thing as you? Because it, it shouldn't exist. That shouldn't be a thing. That shouldn't be your goal. If you want to mention how you feel, that's fine. That's great. In fact, like I said, I'm very happy for you. But only the only thing that, that should be uh, keep that conversation going is if I were to say, oh my God, me too. Anything other than that, the conversation stops. Look, re know your fucking audience, friend. If I've never mentioned anything like that to you, what makes you think that I'm going to want to hear it from you? It's not. Like, that. There's no reason for it. You don't need to tell me. You, I shouldn't say that. You can tell me. Tell me how it's helped you. But that's a five-minute conversation, max. Not even. I would say two. Two minutes, tops. You don't need to tell me anything else. Me uh, ha listening to you tell me about how much you love your religion is not going to help you live a better life or be a better person. You've made the choice. I'm happy for you. Seen. It, it, it's not fucking necessary. Just like drugs that'll create a, a, a perineum eating bacteria. It's not necessary. Granted, they're not the same. However, they're similar. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Now leave me the fuck alone. Three good gripes today, I think, except for the whining in the middle. Gripe number two is more of a whine. I apologize. Anywho, that's going to do it for the program today. Short show because if you've sat through this entire thing, God bless you. Because good fucking grief. I'm guessing it sounds like dog shit. Um... Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Please tell your friends. Today, I think, was a decent show aside from the fucking audio quality. So please tell your friends. They might enjoy it. Who knows? If you know someone who likes soccer, please tell them. Hey, this guy likes soccer, too. You should listen. Yay. Um, I'm starting an Instagram contest. I want to build an audience. So that's going to start today. So keep an eye on the Instagram page at ComplaintsPod. I'll have that posted. You can win some uh, complaints and observations swag. Uh, it'll be a t-shirt. 
a kick-ass new era winter beanie, which I'm kind of pissed that I didn't get one for myself, and some stickers. I don't have the money for this. I don't know why I'm doing it. However, I want to spread the word about the program. So you'll see that uh, sometime today. Very excited. Real fancy shit. So please keep an eye out and tell your friends. The only way you're going to win is if you tell your friends. <laughs> Sneaky fuck. <clears throat> Anyways. Uh, that's it. So take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.